This is Seba, the Southern Fried Witch, and this is episode 57 of season 2. And today it is 77 degrees where I live in Alabama, and everything outside has gotten quite confused. So, a few weeks ago, we had a hard freeze, and today I've got stuff blooming that should not be doing that. Although I do appreciate the effort, and... It has torn up my allergies because there's nothing like the dead of winter to end up. Okay, not the dead of winter, but you know what I mean. The dead of December, I reckon, and having an allergy attack from something outside and I can't tell what. I did notice a little narcissus bloomed over there by the oak tree. I hate so much that they get a bad rap through Sigmund Freud, that old asshole. They truly are just the most delicate, pretty little things. Anyway, this will be the episode that y'all will be getting, I think, around the 18th. I'm doing it a little bit early because I'm going to take a week off. I haven't had a week off since I had a, what, a nine-month break before. (laughs) And so this is the first time in a long time, and it's going to be on December 25th, that I will rerun some old episode. I don't know what, but it will not be a new one. Y'all won't be hearing a new one until January 1st on my end. So at the end of this, I guess I really will see y'all next year. Well, we got our Christmas tree up, and I think I've explained to y'all that I celebrate both Christmas and Yule because I'm a glutton, I suppose. And since it was my anniversary on the 6th, our 14th anniversary with my partner, the only thing that's gotten done are the lights are on that tree. And we're going to wait till Sunday when the kids get here and decorate it. And that's okay, as long as the lights are on it. (laughs) And I'm probably going to leave it up the whole first week of uh, January. And uh, I don't usually talk about Patreon enough. I think I only talk about it just to get y'all to go scoot over and look at it. But I released a Yule special over there. I have to tell y'all, those honey bunnies over there are amazing. In our little Facebook group, they all got together and, well, a lot of them got together and they're doing a, not a secret Santa so much, but everybody's being paired off. It's so sweet for Yule. Now, you know, you got a good thing happening when they want to do a thing like that. And it just, you know, every time I ever think about quitting, I think about them. They really do hold me up and they've got that spirit of giving down pat. Y'all know in that spirit of giving, I wanted to share with y'all what I've been doing out here in my little neck of the woods to take care of other things other than just me and and mine. Y'all know it's not a very good thing when everything goes to sleep for winter and begins to go dormant and then we get a shake up like this. So close to 80 degrees out of nowhere. That is the norm in Alabama. However, Our freeze came really early and confused everybody. That means that things like squirrels are going to get out there and use up some of their energy they might not ought to be using up. And not that they hibernate, they don't, but, you know, we don't want them to 
get too exhausted at this time of the year because I know what's coming. And so I do little things. I do little things in the winter anyway, but it helps me to get outside. I'm horribly, horribly affected by the lack of sun. So it helps me to get out there. And what I do is I tend to sing, especially to my sleeping things. I don't want to wake them up. (laughs) I just want to give them peace as much as possible. And I end up learning a whole lot. For one thing, when I'm out there in that woods, and it is a tiny woods, but it is a woods, and it connects to a greater woods, when I'm out there, I get to meet folk. (laughs) I'm not going to share with you what kind of folk. (laughs) Not altogether, because, you know, I made an agreement to kind of keep that private. But if you're a witch or pagan, I'm sure you understand But I've really come face to face with a lot of different kinds of souls out there. I've had a moment with a wild rabbit, who I think I've talked to y'all about before, who I've allowed to live in my high tunnel over winter. She's become very accustomed to having her babies in there as well. And I thought that that would mean that she would eat down all my salad and all of my uh, goodies I've got growing out there. But it's strange. She doesn't do that. And I guess she's trained her young not to do that. And in that high tunnel, I will find things like a a decayed snake trying to stay warm. But I've also found deer out there, usually baby deer. If there is a warm day and I leave that high tunnel open, I will run into a baby deer. And there was one about a year ago that I accidentally startled. And her mama, or his mama, because I do think it was a him looking back, but the mama and two other little fawns ran off. They just took off and left his little ass right there, and he was so scared. He did that whole freeze thing, and he was in there eating a little bit of something that I was growing in the cold of the winter. And he wasn't that young, but he was definitely not an adult. Anyway, the whole thing is is that he just finally stopped and looked me in the eye, and I told him I was sorry. And I knew that backing up was only going to cause more issue, and going forward would cause issue. So I sat down. (laughs) I just sat down, and uh, that little fellow considered me a little while, and then kept eating. (laughs) Went on and finished whatever he was munching. I don't remember now what that was. And then kind of politely walked out without being so scared of me. And the other day, and it's been a while, but I saw me a handsome young fella that wasn't so young anymore. Like he's growing something on that head there. Nothing too big, but it was definitely prominent. Standing right outside of that high tunnel. And when I walked up, everybody else ran. And I'm going to call him a he. I don't know for sure, but I think so. He stayed and just looked me right back in the eye. I know y'all will probably tell me that I'm wrong, but I know what I know. We made an agreement. We made an agreement. And so I just sat down again, and he took his time walking off after looking me in the eye for a little while. I can't say everything about the way I practice. I can't share everything because it's like, you know, uh, telling somebody what you wish for when you blew out a birthday candle. I do want to shock the world a little bit and say that I believe that they have souls. And that, well, Byron Ballard has recently anointed me a uh, evangelical animist. (laughs) 
which I could now see the argument for because I believe that trees are like that too, you know, just different than us. Anyway, I do have a very deep relationship with everything around me out here on this farm, but it's happened in other places too. And there are some, I think, you know, land spirits and there are some animals in particular who work with the land spirits, don't think they don't know how to do that, that are more active and more, I guess, receptive to magic and conversation in the winter. And so when I get really, really sad, I'll go out there in that high tunnel and talk to all of them. I have this idea, I haven't told my partner, but I've had this idea for a long time that when I die, I want my ashes spread all over in there. I know that that probably grosses a lot of y'all out because that's where we grow food. <laughs> but that would mean that I get to grow with my family. <laughs> and that would mean that I get to grow with all the little critters that go there for solace. And I would like for my bones to go back to where I've learned and loved and been honestly at the deepest part of my magic as a witch in my entire life. I want to be part of it all, whatever that might mean. So, you know, to try to stay on topic because I am tired and I'm about to get my vacation. I don't need a vacation from y'all. I need a vacation from technology. I need time in my woods and time by my fire and time to, um, I don't know, rejuvenate, reflect, whatever I need to get done because I have another big year ahead of me. But at this time of the year, I hope that all of y'all are considering these critters and you know, it may seem silly that I leave out seed and make ornaments for squirrels that have peanut butter. And <laughs> I'm very careful about my pruning. I want to make sure that if I do any pruning, it's well into dormancy and well into sleep, which is also scientifically backed. And one of those things that I concern myself with are our deer population. Now, I, I don't have any truck with anybody. Who eats deer? Let's call it venison, please. Um, I don't. I simply cannot. I'm sure I could, though, if the world were coming to an end and I had no other recourse. But after making any kind of connection with that animal, I just wasn't quite able to do it anymore. And, you know, the rest of my family, well, they'll eat venison. It's a personal choice for me. Told y'all I'm a vegetarian waiting to happen. But I'm not one of those that, you know, poo-poos anybody else. I get it. After all, damn if bacon ain't the most delicious thing. But still, I've made an agreement with an animal and I can't, I can't get past it. But you know, it is my belief that they know things and are way more in touch than we are with the spirit of the woods or the forest, wherever you might live. And I do believe they bring us messages if we'll listen well and if we're respectful. And on that note, I had this wonderful, wonderful letter from someone who had had an experience such as mine, and I wanted to read it to y'all because to me, and I'm sure she wasn't feeling this way, well, I don't know, but she didn't say, but for me, it is the perfect Yule story. So let me read y'all a story, okay? So this letter is from Angela June, she, her, thank you for giving me those pronouns, honey, here we go. Hey, Seba. A while ago, you asked your listeners to share stories about spirit encounters, spirit animals, etc. I listened to that episode a few weeks after it passed, so I missed the deadline 
but still wanted to share my story with you. If you ever do another call for stories, feel free to share this with your listeners. Well, honey, I'm going for it now. So here is my memory about the time I encountered a spirit of the forest. It was between spring and summer, still cool and dewy. The buds were starting to open their eyes welcoming the sun. At the back of a community park, my hound dog Bella and I found an overgrown wooded trail. So naturally, we had to explore it. The trail was short, but it was magical. There was still a semi-clear walking path, but nature had started to reclaim it. It was obvious no one has been back here in a long time. Eventually, the dirt trail looped back around to the paved ones connecting the main walkways. I found this hidden gem to be a nice break from the chaos of strollers, bikers, and serious speedwalkers bustling around. Bella and I prefer walking on a dirt path in the woods anyway. So from that day forward, we decided to just go to this new dirt trail and spend most of our time there. One thing about Bella was she would always find the water. That girl was obsessed with streams, creeks, and any mud puddle she could find. I always let her off leash when we went into the woods since no one was ever back there, and it was kind of our thing. Running through the woods together, playing like I used to when I was a kid. There's something that the forest does to you that makes your imagination take flight. Your senses are heightened and the noise of civilization fades away. One day we were back in the woods on this little trail and she put her nose to the ground and followed it all the way to this hidden creek. This was such a mysterious, secluded spot and it soon became a place where I would study tarot, journal, meditate, read, and set the hammock up and play in the water with my beloved hound. It was here, sitting in the sand, listening to the flowing water and meditating, that I performed my first love spell. One where you visualize your true love stepping out on the other side of the water, making eye contact and falling in love. I did not think of a specific person or set any strict criteria to this, just visualized someone special that I would be attracted to, met my moral standards, could make me laugh and find happiness, someone to develop a deep friendship with, and more. It was a few months later that I met my partner, whom I'm still with six years later. I had developed a relationship with these trees, with this water, with that path. It called me. I loved going there, and so did Bella. It was our spot. One day, midsummer, after another grand adventure in these woods, we were walking back to head home. I was singing to the trees, to the birds, to the goddess of the forest, making it up as I went, singing of the beauty, tranquility, and mysticism of this place. Suddenly, I felt like someone was with me. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up, and Bella stopped in her tracks. It wasn't a scary feeling, more like, she's here. She's listening. So I kept walking and I kept singing, never looking back, as I know that's a big no-no in these types of situations. We entered a clearing and standing there was a doe. She was alone. The sun was shining through the leaves and it looked as if she were glowing. Her aura was golden. We all stood there looking at each other. I whispered to my hound, stay. She had seen wildlife before on trails and there was a 50-50 chance she was going to take off after it. This time, she stood still by my side. It felt like hours that we were all looking at each other in this stillness. 
Eventually, the doe bent her head and started grazing. She determined we were not a threat and kept on with her foraging. We observed her a few more minutes, and then she walked back into the woods, disappearing from sight. After saying a thank you to the goddess and shedding a few tears, we started off down the path back to reality. I was beaming. The goddess of this forest showed herself to me in doe form. That's what my intuition told me, and I won't deny what it says. It was one of the most magical experiences of my life. A year later, I moved and have not been back to that magical place since. My beloved hound, Bella, has since crossed into the spirit realm, and I cannot bring myself to explore the woods without her. It's too painful. But I still hear the call, the call of the forest. When I am ready, I will return. If any of your listeners have stories about encountering spirit animals, deities, or the wonders of nature, I would love to hear them. Blessed be Angela June. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read the P.S. I didn't know that I would, and she didn't tell me that I couldn't. This lovely woman has been a follower of my podcast for a long time, and it turned out that she only lived about two hours away. So when we had our harvest celebration, we invited her to come over, and I got to meet her. And she made me this beautiful divinity necklace. Um, It's become a tool of mine. I'm crazy in love with it. I think I put a picture up ever here on my author page. But it truly has become something very special to me, something that I can keep with me, and I've never had anything quite like it. So I'll read the little P.S. she wrote. (laughs) It's, uh, I have our little Polaroid photo we took at your farm sitting on my mini altar. I love it so much and I'm still thankful you invited me to your home and to meet such a special group of people. A few of us have connected on Facebook. I hope you are loving your divinity necklace I made for you. And I fucking love those photos you had taken in the woods. (laughs) Especially the one with you using the necklace for divination. Ugh, so good. XOXO. By the way, if anybody would like to look at some of this wonderful work she does... Her Instagram for that jewelry is at June Moon Rise Designs. And that's capital J-U-N-E, capital M-O-O-N-R-I-S-E, capital D-E-S-I-G-N-S. Thank you so much, Angela June, honey. You know, this kind of gets into that feeling I have about Yule and presents that someone makes and I mean, there are some gifts that I've been given that someone found and sent to me that I just love. One of my um, Patreon bat children folk sent me some chicken pencils (laughs) with a little chicken feet on it, with a little chicken pouch to put it in. And it's, it's beloved to me. It is. And as somebody who literally cannot craft with my hands, like at all, like ever, (laughs) except to make food, but that's not really delicate work. Um, I get it. I really do get it. Those folks over in my Facebook group, um, that's the Patreon one, they all are making all these Yule presents for each other. And I just feel so sorry for the one I got because honey, (laughs) you're about to get uh, dehydrated mushrooms of four kinds. And some gardenia tea and a little spell I'm going to write into a card and that's all I can do. I I just don't have it in me. But I tell you what, mm, ain't nothing like something homemade. 
it just hits different. And I hope y'all are supporting witches at this time of year. I hope you did. Or quite honestly, any crafter. I looked around and I, I tried to find uh, folks making homemade candles that I can give. And my partner's really big about coming up with little fire starter kits and light or not to get your magical spell going or your fire going. One year, my son wrote me an epic journey. It was. It was very epic. And I loved it so much that I put it into a uh, picture frame and kept it at my work office where I was teaching. And uh, yeah, these kind of presents, like they hit home and they hit home hard. But when something's literally made for you, I mean, from the beginning, from the very start, I got a gift like that the other day from Desos, and I'm still trying to find the words to thank them. I, I don't even know how. These things are treasures. And uh, I hope that you did do something like that for Yule. Oh, wait, I think this comes out right before Yule. Yeah, you still have time, baby. Honey bunny, you still got time. I mean, you know, go find a pretty rock and paint it. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Or write a sweet little like spell or ritual or poem or hell make cookies. Do something like that for somebody you love at this time of the year. It's an energy transference that you just can't get with uh, Amazon. Sorry, Amazon. I love you, but you're a pain in my ass. My favorite kind of folk are the kind of folk that would consider doing something like that as a gift and honestly would consider caring about the animals at this time of the year and giving back to them too. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, don't forget, on Yule, the light comes back. It's the longest night of the year and that's now what I focus on. I focus on the next morning. That's what it's bringing, honey. It's bringing back that Oak King. It's bringing back that flame. It's bringing back the sun. And of course, we're not going to really get to feel that for a couple of months. But that's not what's important. It's important to remember these cycles in ourselves and in our homes and in our communities. Time for rest. A time to be, I don't know, sherry with each other. And it's a very hard time for a lot of folk out there. If you are lonely this Christmas, this Yule, if you are struggling and would like a kind word from me, write to me privately, seba at southernfriedwitch.com, and I'll be happy to write back something for you. Otherwise, there will be taking a break. Well, not a complete break, but a break from all technology as much as possible. On Christmas morning around here, we have a very late breakfast and I make sausage and cheese pinwheels and gravy because I'm Southern (laughs) and because I make a badass gravy and uh, fresh eggs. You know, we have a big old scrambled pot of those and chocolate dipped strawberries and sometimes orange rolls. They're very hard to do, but I do love them and mimosas, and Baileys in our coffee. And then we play a game that my grandma invented. It's a board game, and it is very specific for our family, and it means a lot to us. So that tradition of staying in our PJs all day, that that belongs to my children and their children, because I'm a grandma now. And I'm going to let the house get messy, y'all, because I just cannot be everything to everyone right now. It's going to have to be a mess. I'll pick it all back up in January. That's usually when we do big things. And this January, wow, I'm getting a sledgehammer to that kitchen. 
and we are starting over. That kitchen's like 82 years old and it is a mess. Can't have a kitchen witch in a room that has that kind of a decor. And I guess I am an animist after all, Miss Byron, because I do believe my house has a spirit to it. And I don't just mean the ones who live in it. This old gal does need love, you know? That echo we leave here, it's gonna matter. So, we're about to give her a facelift. (laughs) And put more love in. That's what I plan to do. Don't forget to write to me if you get too sad or you just need a friend. It's okay. I know what it's like. I've been alone. I spent a Christmas alone on a train track one time. And another time, I spent a Christmas in a juvenile detention facility with only one person there. It was very hard. Luckily, that person took a lot of uh, mercy on me and took me outside, brought her ice skates and, and an extra pair, and the lake had frozen down there. It was up in New Jersey and took me out there. And under the moonlight on Christmas Eve, she taught me how to ice skate. And then we had hot cocoa. And then I smoked one of her cigarettes. <laughs> And that night, we told stories till we both fell asleep. Poor thing was probably only like 21 years old and was shoved over there to deal with my little ass, my little outlaw butt on a night where nobody wanted me. So if you feel like no one wants you, if you feel that alone, drop me a line. I may not have a whole lot of time, but I will at least send back love to you, okay? But before I get out of here, I do need to do some shout outs. Thank you to all of the new people who have joined our Patreon and our SFW Bat Children family. You make all the difference and you keep the podcast on the air. So love y'all. And those folks are Shelby, Hannah, April, Abigail, Joy, Northwood Blood, and Catherine. My deepest gratitude and welcome to the family. Blessed Yule to all y'all. I love ya. I'm going to do something, I think, on the 25th of December, but it may be uh, just a release of an old podcast. Either way we go, I'll see y'all in 2023. Love you like chicken. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.